Hi, and welcome to Carbon Podcast, episode 444. I didn't even realize we were going to be doing that. I am your uh, oblivious, clueless host, Chris Scott Brown, and joining me is my very much more on top of things uh, co-host, Peter Dawson. You say that, you're the one who started the episode without me. No, I did not. Chris, you were on here before I was. You know what I call that? I, we weren't recording. I was on you know Discord what I, first. No, 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 Chris, go with the bit. What, what do I call that? Uh, what do you call that, Peter? Foreplay. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> I had to get this stupid joke in there somewhere. I thought that was the most wholesome way, because I don't know where we're going to go later. Uh, you call that wholesome? That was vile. Well, no, I had to get a foreplay joke in there. I figured, you know, you getting started. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you know what? This, it jo- worked. this joke is dead. Cue Emily. <laughs> Theme song. Three, two, one, zero. So, how you been, Peter? Or not a Thursday, so I can make that joke. <laughs> yeah. So, how you doing? Uh, tired. Yeah. I didn't sleep well last night. My back and neck are bugging me. Getting old sucks. Yeah, what it I know is. that feeling. <laughs> yeah. So, because I thought we were recording yesterday, I didn't prep one of my bits, but I did have the other thing, so... Might if we just take it away with the somber note, just so we can cover that, and then we can freeform whatever. I'm, I'm sure you have topics. Let's start with the depressing thing, because that's always best to uh, get the yeah. mood right. Yeah, let's just do it. So, uh, as of course people are well aware, I'm a wrestling fan, and a wrestler you've probably never heard of uh, named Jay Briscoe. Uh, that's not his birth name. I uh, can't remember. Jamin Pugh? I believe is how his name is actually pronounced. I could be getting that wrong. Uh, he sadly passed away uh, just this week in a car accident. Uh, very awful stuff. Um, yeah, that's... his two daughters were in the car. Oh, uh, I, really? I, I, I'm, okay, I'm going to go through the details just so people understand. Like, because uh, he was 38. Yeah, yeah, he would have been 39 this year. He was. Oh, damn, he was damn close to 39. His birthday was on the 25th. Of this month. I turned 39 um, this year. Like, yeah. that's crazy to think he's my mm-hmm. age. I'm I'm not 20 anymore, but I am not a senior citizen. Like, for me to go, that no. would be, holy shit, so early. So, yeah, that's weird that he's my age. Or was. Is. Whichever. I don't know how to put it. Yeah, it's one of those things. There's so many... Uh people unfortunately i know who passed away around my own age and i just i have a hard time fathoming that yeah for various circumstances but um in this case it was an awful car like the closest thing they could tell that he might have been remotely at fault for is um him not having his seatbelt on and he was Mm -hmm. driving but that didn't cause anything yeah because what happened is the other driver swerved into him Uh. Like, suddenly, oncoming, they're not clear on what what exactly caused the other driver to do it. Uh, both Jay and um, the other driver were killed basically instantly. 
from the sounds of things. I guess so that's a mercy I... if it's gotta happen. <laughs> yeah, because unfortunately the kids did survive, but not in great shape. Ooh. Obviously, I'm happy the kids are alive, but I, un- I understand yeah. what what you meant. Uh, but yeah, we—it's a long-standing. That's, that's hard. Under, it's it's a long-standing thing. The car bomb does not condone the suffering of children. No, I mean, yeah. Hey, support extra life. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so just to give you some idea who Jay Briscoe is, because I, like I said, you probably never heard of him. I mean, I'm. Pretty sure I never even mentioned him on the podcast before. I had never heard of a... him until you linked this article. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I want to I give you some idea of who this guy is. Uh, probably the best introduction I can make is him and his brother, um, Mark Briscoe. I'm forgetting the age gap between them now. That's, of course, something I really should have thought of. Yeah, um, Mark is the younger brother by one year. I knew there weren't twins. I couldn't remember how much of a gap there was because they were like very similar in age. Uh, and these guys made their debut when they were 16, <laughs> uh, hmm. which happened a lot in the uh, 2000 era. Like, that's what happened with the Hardy br- brothers, yeah. Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Yeah, and you've probably heard of them. These guys Once are kind yeah. These guys are kind of cut from similar cloth. I wouldn't I wouldn't compare them entirely, especially um, a lot of, un- of incredible stuff, but I wouldn't quite compare them. Um, yeah, but they... Started out in Combat Zone Wrestling, which was kind of born out of the downfall of Extreme Championship Wrestling, ECW. So CZW, and uh, that company, let's just say, had some trials and tribulations. When did they fold? Was it 2012? I think I can't remember. Anyway, but they were early fathers of Combat Zone Wrestling, more or less, despite being, you know, young dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, but they were also founding fathers of um, Ring of Honor, which is more like again you prob you've probably heard me mention Ring of Honor once or twice. I I have heard of it, like I've heard those words said. I don't quite know mm-hmm. what it is at the uh, at this exact moment, and we don't so, have to get into it if it's not important. Well, no, I was just gonna just to, just to qualify this. Ring of Honor was for a time probably the number three uh, wrestling company in North America. There was some debate if they might have actually qualified as number two after WWE at the time. This is, of course, before AEW. Yeah. AEW is easily number two right now just because they have a national television show. Yeah. And, and like, it's right now, like, how much is, it, is the company worth? Because WWE is still worth freaking billions right now. As good as a, as I enjoy AEW in general, I'm not going to be like, AEW is the number one. No, it's is not. Is it your favorite, though? Probably still. It's had some hardships lately, but I still think of the North American companies, it's my favorite. Fair enough. Um, that's that's probably the easiest way to put it. Um, you know. Anyway, so Ring of Honor, um, yeah, they also kind of tried to fill this void, and um, they were a great, like, so many Ring of Honor alumni have been influential in the last 20 years um, in wrestling. Like, to put some in perspective... Ring of Honor did their first ever Hall of Fame in two, two, uh, 2022, and they named four, let's call them acts, even though, uh, to their initial Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, a multi-time WWE champion, um, and currently one of AEW's biggest stars. Yeah. Uh, Samoa Joe, a former WWE NXT and United States champion, uh, fought Brock Lesnar at least once, a hell of a match, um, Currently, with also with AEW and uh, the Ring of Honor, and um, CM Punk. Maybe you've heard of him. 
multi-time world champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other entity they inducted was the Briscoes, Mark and Jay. Hmm. Because, uh, so I'm kind of going to, just to go through Jay's decorations before I get into, I asked my uh, friend from the Pop Tower podcast, um, James Bullock, who is a huge Ring of Honor fan. Yeah. To help me compile a list of um, recommended matches. And no shock, he basically recommended double the matches I had and the lap, the overlap was complete. So it's basically just his list. Uh, it's fine, though. I knew because I, knew, I was like, I've seen quite a few Briscoe matches, but it was like, ah, oh, picking the best. It's like, I, I gotta ask James about this. I don't know if I necessarily would have wanted it to be for a sad reason like this, but I have been wanting him on the podcast at some point. So we'll make that happen, yeah. I hope. <laughs> Somehow we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a few different reasons. Um, anyway. Mainly because he um, hates me, most likely. That's got to be it. Well, now that's canon. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to link him to this episode, and that's going to stay in. And it's like, okay, James, just so you're, we're clear, it's canon now. You hate Chris. Oh, yeah. Anyway. He doesn't anyway, need uh, to be told. He already did. Yeah. Uh, so... Just go through the accolades. Uh, so that he was a two-time Combat Zone uh, Tag Team Wrestling Champion with his brother Mark. Uh, they also did some work for New Japan, which we'll get to in a second. But in Ring of Honor alone, Jay, um, besides winning a bunch of awards within the company, uh, is a 13-time Tag Team Champion with Mark. That's a lot. Like they were, they were the current Tag Team Champions when Jay passed away, unfortunately. So, among everything else, you know, there's the whole, what do we do here? Yeah. So, I'm sure they're it's trying to the figure that out. the least of the worries, but it is still a thing that you have to figure out, because the show must go on. <laughs> yep. Uh, they were, he, he was a one-time six-man, or sorry, um, so the six-man is a tag team, is the tag team trio, where it's th- a team of three guys. They call it the six-man ring of honor, but the other ones are just called trios. It's, it's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, but they were they were a one-time uh, six-man tag team champion with Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, aka Bully Ray Dudley. <laughs> Maybe you've heard you might have heard of him. He was a major tag team player in WWF during its heyday. I've as well as heard the name, but I couldn't place yeah. anything about him. I would say a legendary tag team wrestler, okay. uh, and a bunch of other things I don't want to get into because that's all. But uh, Jay was also a two-time Ring of Honor World Champion. Nice. And uh, they generally protected their championship fairly well. There's some exceptions, but uh, I'd say, you know, anybody who is Ring of Honor champion in general is a hell of a wrestler. But also, and Chris, you might perk your ears up a little bit at this. They were uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's tag team champions for a time. Hmm. So they yep. kind of went all over the place. Yeah, they were two-time uh, six-man champions there. With uh, comedy wrestler Toru Yano, who you sadly have not seen in action yet. I really hope next time there's a New Japan show I can show you he's on it. Because yeah. you'll probably get a kick out of him. He's a comedy wrestler. He's great. I like comedy wrestlers. <laughs> he's he's a good one. His comedy transcends Japanese humor, which I think is a key. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, so that gives you some idea of the decoration. I mean, there's plenty of other stuff I can mention. Like, I believe they won various awards, and they've had... Um, professional wrestling critic Dave Meltzer is usually considered one of the big 
barometers for if he gives something five stars, it's considered a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like to put it in perspective, cagematch.net is probably the best way to rank, see the rankings of out of 10, what a match is considered rank score wise, kind of like the IMDB of uh, yeah. wrestling. Kitchmatch.net, and they have a they track Meltzer's star ratings on the side. Meltzer can be kind of controversial because he can, you know, he's a dude, he's a critic, right? It's like saying Siskel and Ebert gave this thing four stars or yeah. whatever, right? Just to qualify this, but uh, he gave the Briscoes uh, multiple five star matches. So, and they, his rating ideally only goes up to five. He's broken that a few times. Welcome to another wrestling controversy. I just <laughs> have to move past. <laughs> uh, anyway, his amp goes so we're to going, eleven. Yeah, <laughs> basically, man, so many jokes. <laughs> but um, so here's the list that James sent me, which does include a few I've seen, so I can cite them. Uh, one of the first um, matches, I'm, like these are in, I believe, chronological order, because he had a match with his brother Mark pretty early on in Combat Zone Wrestling at, at an event called Best of the Best One. So that's a good way to see how they had chemistry when they were opponents, because that didn't happen too often, but yeah. it did happen a, a fair bit. Um, he's notable in being one of the first guys to wrestle on a Ring of Honor pay-per-view uh, in that yeah, because the Ring of Honor Era of Honor Begins show he wrestled against a guy called Amazing Red which is a hell of a show um, and I mentioned Samoa Joe being one of the guys in the Hall of Fame for Ring of Honor. Uh, he took on Samoa, Samoa Joe at Ring of Honor at our best. It's a steel cage match and the reason I remember this match, James even highlighted for me, so I didn't even have to remember. I was like, is this the one where... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a very brutal steel cage match where Jay got cut, and so clotted blood was dripping out of his head. Neat. Very graphic. Very good match. What, Sometimes was, can was get... this an effect or an actual accidental injury? I'm pretty sure the blading was planned but I don't think they realized that the clotting thing was going to happen. Because yeah. it's... It, it, dude, if you've ever watched clotted blood drip, it's gross. Oh, I, I've seen it. It's... Yep. It's jello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't look real. Nope. Um, so they also had a match, several matches, because uh, against the Second City Saints, uh, CM Punk and Colt Cabana, CM Punk, again, maybe you've heard of him, uh, for the tag team titles, and they did a two out of three falls match at Death Before Dishonor two. Uh, usually, two out of three falls matches with two good tag teams are incredible. As you would imagine, two out of three falls means you know just because mm-hmm. one guy gets pinned, that's not the end of the match. Fairly self-explanatory, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sure you're staying with me because I know I'm talking a lot. <laughs> I'm. I'm just. I'm letting you go. I don't have mm-hmm. a lot to add. I'm more. A listener at this point. No, I, I figured that was going to be the case, uh, which is why I had a gimmick planned. But because we're recording this episode on Thursday instead of Friday, like I thought we were going to up to like five, uh, twenty minutes ago, I that's uh, on me. I don't thought, have the gimmick ready. I thought we made it more clear. I well, the, I asked a question like two hours ago, and then I never got a response. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, um, so they also had a match against two guys currently in WWE. Uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico, known to WWE fans as Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens is about to challenge Roman Reigns for the WWE title at the Royal Rumble later this month. And Sami Zayn is heavily involved in that storyline as well. So these guys have gone places. 
And they had an incredible tag team match at the event called Ring of Honor Man Up. It was the first Ring of Honor ladder match. Ooh. I believe it was for the titles. That's where you're I supposed just assume... to uh, pick up the ladder and carry it out of the arena, right? Yes, you Jamie got... has taught us well. Yes, you get the ladder and then you win. <laughs> yep. Just for the benefit of people who actually want to know what the rules you you set up a ladder under the titles which are suspended above the ring, you climb up and you pull it down. It's a reference to Extra Life. It was hilarious. God, I hope we can somehow capture that magic again. I don't know <laughs> if it'll be forced. Figure it out. Um, they took on another tag team with a name you might find familiar, even though you probably don't know the wrestler. Uh, they took on the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. Yes, Sabin is in the character from Final Fantasy VI. Just okay. wanted to highlight that. You've you've played Final Fantasy VI quite a bit, if I recall correctly. I believe I yeah. have, on multiple occasions, chosen it as yeah. my favorite game of all time. Yeah, yeah, I'm pr- I was pretty sure we... I couldn't remember if it was your favorite game of all time, but I know we've talked about, like, parts of the game before. Yeah. So, just wanted to randomly mention that fun trivia. Uh, this was and at that the, is the um... reason that he chose that name? Like, he based it on... Oh, 100%. That. Nice. I've interviewed that guy before, and oh. we made jokes about him suplexing a train. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. Uh, sadly, that interview is no longer available. That's all. another long story. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the Ring of Honor show, good times, great memories. Uh, they took on the Motor City Machine Guns. Machine Guns are still active. They're a great team as well. Uh, at another event, they took on Pac and Roderick Strong. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember the New Japan show we watched where there was a four-man match for a title? The old Atlantic title? Mm, no. Okay. Well, the guy who won that match was the bastard Puck. Yeah, he's in this oh, match. Him. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. The British bastard guy who has like yeah. crazy flips? Yeah. Yeah, they took on him and uh, Roderick Strong, uh, a wrestler who I believe is still in WWE NXT right now, in a company called Pro Wrestling Gorilla, in an event uh, called um, DDT... 2007, Pro Wrestling Gorilla is like another great like indie company because they have a few events that are pretty big. Uh, James considers this their best Pro Wrestling Gorilla match. Um, they took on the Kings of Wrestling. I'm trying to remember which guys are the Kings of Wrestling. I cannot believe I'm blanking on this. Let's go look that up real quick. Uh, uh, is that Chris Hero? Oh, right. Duh. Oh my god. It's been so long since these guys have been a team that I forgot. Um... Do you remember the Swiss guy who showed up at the New Japan show? Swiss guy. Yeah, he suddenly came out in a sh- shirt, and it was like, and he had like the uh, the you know the silver word, whatever the 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 symphony song, and like he, he uh, took on the vaguely. guy who was like really wiry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he was a member of the Kings of Wrestling alongside his partner Chris Hero, which great name. There's a lot uh, they of took each. Yep, there's so many Chris's in wrestling. Or just in general. <laughs> yeah, I made a joke about Josh being a common name and John being a common name. Chris is up there, man. Uh, trust anyway. me, I know. <laughs> Everywhere yeah. I go my but... entire life. <laughs> uh, And so this was at Death Before Dishonor 8, which is one of the major Ring of Honor recurring shows, and it was a no-TQ match. Uh, I, haven't had... I don't think I've actually seen this match. i got to watch that match. Um, they took on a notable tag team, the American Wolves. They're pretty big in Impact these days, um, which I- Impact Wrestling is probably the number three 
promotion in North America right now, probably. Ring of Honor is kind of it's it's it exists still, so it's hard to say. Anyway, um, yeah, but they were at the Ring of Honor Bluegrass Brawl, and this James considers this their best match with the Wolves. Probably is. I know they've had a couple other good ones though. Uh, and then they took on the All Night Express in the uh, Ring of Honor uh, Manhattan Mayhem number four. And it's more notable just because they somehow managed to make the All Night Express, who were just like the most obnoxious dudes, uh, basically turn babyface during the match. <laughs> it's it's pretty impressive. I'm trying to remember if the All Night Express are... Oh, Kenny King, right, of course. Uh, Kenny King... Wait, shoot, am I confusing him with... Yeah, he's currently in Impact, right. Um, Another major member of Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah, and they took him on. And so it was like it was a weird match where the Briscoes were coming in as the p- p- people the fans wanted to cheer, and by the end of the match, they were cheering the All Night Express over the Briscoes, which is hard to do. Uh, he had a singles match uh, against Kevin Steen. I, like I mentioned, Kevin Owens currently challenging Roman Reigns for the world title at uh, Royal Rumble at uh, the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor 7. That's the one where Jay became world champion for the first time. So nice. it's a big emotional moment. He took on Jay Lethal, another member of the AEW locker room now, at Ring of the Ring of Honor Best in the World 2015. Uh, and this is when Jay lost the title to... Uh, sorry, <laughs> Jay lost the title to Jay. It was a Jay versus Jay match. I was going to mention I, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I realized I kind of glazed over that until I started saying Jay a lot. <laughs> um, and it was the only time How the... How many Chris's um, were involved? Not enough. <laughs> Uh, and then, oh yeah, this this one I know. Ring of Honor, Best in the World 2018, they took on the Young Bucks, uh, the executive vice presidents of AEW, not at the time, obviously. Uh, and that's just hell of a match, and the ending is just so intense, because it you just, you just... Near fall after near fall, like, it's a very tense final, and I like great. those when it's like edge of your seat, down to the wire kind of thing. Yep. And then when they became, um, right, uh, re- when did they win the tag title? I think it was Final Battle 2020 is when they took on Matt Taven and Mike Bennett to barely, well, Taven, okay, Bennett's all right. Matt Taven's not, he, he is the bottle of plain yogurt you have as your champion type of guy. <laughs> I don't have I don't have a lot of context to say about Taven. I wonder if James feels the same. I actually haven't asked him about Taven. Maybe he'll tell me after he listens to this. <laughs> um, this is this is the match where they became um, twelve time tag champs, and they became, of course became third time t- uh, tag champs this year. Or sorry, in in twenty twenty two because one of the big feuds of twenty twenty two in tag team wrestling was the um, Briscoes taking on FTR. Uh, which we've talked about FTR before. FTR stands for basically whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've seen the wrestle. They were mustache guy from, uh, yep. remember the tag team? Tri- yeah. Uh, and then so, you were telling me some of the different FTRs they've come up with over the years. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they had a trilogy of matches in 2022. Uh, first they had at the, First major pay-per-view of 2022 for Ring of Honor. They beat the Briscoes for the titles. Then they followed up with a 2 out of 3 falls match in July. 
I think it was July. Yeah. And then in just in December, so just last month, uh, they had a tag team dog collar match. One of the most brutal, innovative, and goddamn entertaining matches I've ever seen. So dog collar match is when two guys are chained together by a dog collar. (laughs) (laughs) Like the, the two tag partners? No. Oh, the two opponents. Yeah. So how do they tag the other person in? It's basically tornado tag rules, which means they're both in at the same time. I can't remember why that's called oh, tornado so, tag. So you you tag your other guy in. He can come in. You're not allowed what? to fight, but you're still dragged around by the neck. No, 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 no. You know, it's basically it's basically just a two v two match. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. so I. Uh, one guy is collared to his opponent, and then the other guy is collared to the other opponent. Yeah. Okay, uh, but only two in at a time? Otherwise, it's just a free-for-all instead of a tag team, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just basically both guys are in there at the same time, and so each guy is changing to one of the other opponents. So it's wrestling double dash? Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. But in, yeah, instead of being attached to your ally, you're fighting. You're fighting an enemy at all times because you're chained together, and it's a real chain, by the way. That's why it gets brutal. Yeah, fair enough. So, and yeah, the all three of these matches were considered five stars, and like are some of the top rated on Cage Match for 2022 in particular, just because these are the ones that were fresh in my mind. Um, so I just wanted to close out though, because the other thing I need to mention about Jay Briscoe is unfortunately. Um, they were not allowed to appear on AEW television specifically because of something Jay did in 2013 where he supposedly in character made some very homophobic statements mm. uh, like this is what he explained and you know that tends not to play well especially nowadays I mean at the time it was not well received it's not like oh no he did something in Nine years ago, he got canceled for it. No, no, no. Like, he had to put in a lot of work to kind of bounce back from that. And yeah. thankfully, he did. That's so, I, like, I I'm, I, I kind of didn't want to bring this up because he is, genuinely seems like one of the people who's like, okay, this is a guy who learned something. He's truly repented for past behavior. Basically, anyone who would have been most directly affected or shaken by the comments long since seemed to have forgiven him that's good so but like the fact that he still wasn't allowed on um tnt or tbs because because seemingly because of that like that was the story about why they were never allowed to appear on AWTV even when they were doing crossovers with ring of honor it's like the punishment it's not supposed- fitting the crime kind of thing yeah like it's and like so and you have to ask like hey why couldn't they do that it's like oh it's because of this so i have to mention you know i have to first mention yep. that but i do also want to mention Good came out of that, thankfully, in, in his best because, like, you know, he made an awful mistake. It's no way condoned. Has long has owned up to it. If generally become a better person, if growth happens, that that's that's at least a, a better ending. Yeah, because I wanted to. Yeah, I, I wanted to highlight because, like, man, the number of comments and like shoutouts he got from various wrestling companies. After his passing, I mean, obviously it was shocking and unexpected. So you know, mm-hmm. 
when that happens, I think you tend to get more of an outpouring anyway. But like, yeah. oh, so many people like this guy. That's good. I, I, I understandable reasons. So I just wanted to be clear. You, you, if you look him up, and I do recommend you do, if you're remotely interested in wrestling, you may see some bad stuff. There is a happy ending to that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, but I've talked about wrestling for probably close to 20 minutes now, so... <laughs> yeah, we're at 28 minutes and 4 seconds, and we didn't have a lot of intro. <clears throat> Alright, well, that's fine. I didn't I didn't see a topic list, and it's just that's, you and I, so... That's fine. I, I had one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, mm. You were mentioning James, which, to be clear, uh, is your co-host on the Pop Tower podcast. I was yeah. just listening to your uh, your 2022 wrap up episode uh, today. The in first fact. one. Yeah. Oh, you have a couple. Uh, the next one's going to be video games, and the last one's going to be movies. Oh, I see. Because I thought this try was to a whole it. lot of TV, and I was wondering where the rest of it was. Well, there's your answer. Yeah, we've only done TV so far. <laughs> okay. Well, I had TV a question for the easiest you. To start. Yeah. Uh, so you were mentioning. Um, Westworld being unceremoniously cancelled. Yeah. And that got me thinking I never finished season two, so I haven't seen season three or four. Is mm. it worth it at this point? Season two had promise, but it kinda then lost itself. And I think part of the problem is um season two I've heard the story that they changed uh, a twist because people guessed the ending or like what the twist that was going to happen. That's not and... a good reason to change it. If that's where the story no. was going, then let it go that way and congratulate. Like people that it guessed means it you're get good a... writers. Yeah, people that guessed it correctly, you get a cookie. They can pat themselves on the back and they can be cool because they guessed it first. Doesn't mean change the whole show just to prove everyone wrong. I know, like it's. I don't know what that a line is, between... but I don't like that behavior. You should make the show that you intended to make. Mm -hmm. But no, anyway, true. the further question from that. I, I, I was just going to finish uh, the okay. comments. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, so season two, it's okay. Um, season three, I generally didn't like very much, although there was a couple things in there I liked. Uh, Vincent Cassell shows up, and I always love a good Vincent Cassell performance. Yeah. Uh, you know who I mean, right? Not off the top of my head, but I'll look it up later. Okay, yeah, you, you, you'll be like, oh, that guy, and you'll be like, yeah. Anyway, uh, season four was really good, and then it kind of lost me at the very end, and they're like, oh, but season five, well, I'm sure we'll actually make it end satisfactorily, and then season five got canceled. Hmm. So oh, yeah, I, I know this guy. Yeah, you've seen him in stuff. All sorts of things. I can't place it at the <laughs> moment, but... Uh, what other shows do you think that really uh deeply hurt you by ending too soon because as soon as you mentioned westworld i got mm -hmm. flashbacks of glow glow hurt me yeah glow that, definitely hurts that that was like that's probably the one that i'm most upset about like really like why did you have to do that it was it was going so good and it was still going places it deserved more yeah there's a couple of shows that probably weren't actually that good, um, and one that definitely was. I mean, uh, the obvious answer is Firefly. Yeah, Duh. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, even I went into that late already knowing. So Serenity is actually the first thing I saw, and I like that. So I went back and yeah. watched Firefly, and then I realized Serenity was just phoning it in, and Firefly is way better. But I yep. saw them in reverse order, so I wasn't as heartbroken over that one. Uh, let me think here. Um, well, Rest of Development is the obvious one, because Netflix did eventually revive it, Yeah, but it wasn't quite the same. And I would have loved to just have a continuous, um, you know, back in the day, Rest of Development, rather than what we got. Yeah. Although I do like what we got. i got to be clear about that. Yeah. Um, there's a there's an obscure, some this show's probably obscure, but I really enjoyed it back in the day. It probably does not hold up. Uh, do you remember Flash Forward? Um, this is around no. 2009. All star cast was really trying to be the next Lost. Didn't quite work out that way. It is based on a book, but they added like a lot of other crazy stuff to it. But I loved that show. It was a fun conspiracy I thriller. I don't think I ever watched that. The name was ringing a bell but actually the description doesn't ring a bell at all so yeah people see the future and then have to figure out what the hell's going on <laughs> which which it was weird that that was kind of the conspiracy but um uh oh yeah the the v revival from 2009 got canceled right when it got really interesting because a bunch of people suddenly died and i'm like oh shit how are they gonna answer this hmm. um I'm trying to think what else there's gonna be other shows that were like that that are just like oh, oh yeah uh do you remember john doe i do not uh dominic purcell later of prison break fame was a man who doesn't know who he is but also knows everything interesting yeah i found it really fun again it's that probably show that doesn't hold up that well but we never find out who he is hmm. there was a lot of interesting explanations <laughs> for uh <sighs> You know, what was actually going on with him, but we never got that far. Um, I'm trying to think what else. The problem is I'm mostly thinking of recent shows. There's going to be a show from, like, my youth or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah. man, it would have been nice. I just can't think of an obvious one from when I was a kid. I, I can't oh! either. Oh, I've got one. <laughs> I'm really going to be mining for uh, forgotten classics here. Okay, Chris. You watched YTV during the 90s, right? I did. Do you remember a show? It was live action mixed with CGI, where there were mechs. Um, live action and CGI. Yeah, I'm gonna get racial for a second. The leads were um, there was a black guy who who wore a yellow uniform. There was a Latino guy who wore a red uniform, and there was an Asian girl who wore I think it was a green uniform. It. I'm getting something in the back of my mind. I think I've seen, I can't remember yeah. what that is. Okay, I gotta I gotta explain. That this is just a fun show to talk about because it's such a weird slice of history. So there was the so the company that did the CGI for Babylon Five mm -hmm. decided to do a kids show, which Me? became it had a few different names, and the one that I I, I knew it as was Hypernauts. Okay, which. Maybe which I is about a trio, which was about a trio of teen military mech pilots who end up trapped on like the far side of the galaxy, neat, <laughs> and pissed off an evil empire, and then like they have to battle against yeah, the evil do. empire. Well, they can't leave. I love this. the The language I, I went back and rewatched it. It kind of holds up. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's definitely some. <laughs> 
kind of. I mean, I'm probably being generous with the nostalgia factor. <laughs> it sounds here, but... like you are. Yeah, well, when I explain the fact that they can't go home because of the sphere of interception. So what do you think the sphere of interception is? Uh, sphere that's around them that they can't get through. Very close. It's a sphere that surrounds the star system and other systems they're in. So if they pass through it, um, they'll be tracked back to Earth, which they don't want to do because this is a very powerful evil empire that they don't want to piss off. Okay, so they're choosing not to go home. Not that they can't go home. Well, yeah, they can't go home because if they do, things will be bad. Hmm. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was done with, like, Babylon 5-style CGI where there was mech battles. Interesting. And then yeah, I'm it's assuming very... that just unceremoniously dropped off the face of the Earth? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, just kind of ended. Neat. <laughs> They had they had a battle, but it was definitely wasn't the final battle, and then that was just kind of the end. Hmm. Yeah. You got any other shows uh, you can think of like that? Not really. Uh, I can think of shows that I was sad that they ended, but they did end and properly, not not just pulled the plug like they were done. Hmm. But uh... oh. Oh, uh, I was just going through list of shows canceled just soon. Because, like, there's plenty of ones that I'm like, oh, yeah, I could say that. But I'm like, it's not authentic. But I, I did find another one I remember that I do want to mention real quick. So, did you have you ever heard of The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr.? No. Bruce Campbell is a steampunk cowboy. Uh, go on. <laughs> do that I need sounds... to say more? <laughs> no, that sounds intriguing. What era, Bruce Campbell? Is this... Uh, 1993. Okay. Hmm. In between Army of Darkness and Congo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in Congo. <laughs> well, yeah, so do most people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last we see of Bruce Campbell, alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see his corpse later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm just trying to think of... Um, I mean, you know, some people are like Freaks and... I didn't watch Freaks and Geese back then. I thought it was an okay show. That's one I've of those heard things it that, was like, good, but I never really explored it. But yeah, that that comes up in any list I look at. It is it is an interesting show just from the fact that so many people on it went on to become famous. Yeah, that's the thing is like in hindsight when you look back at the cast list, it's like, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> and it it was definitely kind of cutting edge at the time, let's say. But I don't, uh, I I just don't have the love for it. Some other people do. Oh yeah, Pushing Daisies. That was a neat show. I never watched that. Basic premise is guy has the ability to bring people back to life, but if he touches them again after he does, they die. Hmm. Uh, it was done by Brian Fuller, who seemed to have an obsession with giving people life and death powers, and like the implications that has with it. Like in this case, what happens is in the pilot episode, the protag revives his dead. I don't think they were actually romantically involved at the time, but like basically after that happens is when like she realizes, I believe it's that's when she they kind of realize their true love for each other. But it's like, yeah, if I touch you again, we, you die. So they that's have like problematic. Yeah, <laughs> the the show is kind of desperately horny as a result, and it's great, <laughs> like in a fun way, like in a wholesome way, not hmm. like you know, because again, they can't touch. It, it's it's quite cute as a result. Um, I can't think of any other ones. Want to just move on? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking this up. This looked uh, 
looks a bit familiar. I think maybe I did watch a couple episodes of it, but not the whole thing. Yeah. Well, because it was by Brian Fuller, who was one of the acclaimed writers from Heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he also did some good stuff with uh, Star Trek. Uh, he's kind of hit or miss, honestly, I think. But he his his like original stuff, I think, is generally pretty good. Yeah. He also did Hannibal. Yeah, he he's he's fairly accomplished. I, I know. I may be like underselling him a bit, but he's pretty good. Just some of the stuff he did, I didn't care for. So, so I'm, just, you know, I'm just like. Meh. So, um, in other news, uh, just today, as we're uh, as we're recording, uh, David Crosby passed today. Mm. Eighty-one. Yep, kind of young. Yeah. In, in the grand scheme of things, once he hit eighty. I'm usually accepting of it, but 81 still feels like in the scheme of, oh yeah, had a good run. Yeah. Still feels kind of, you know, it's, I, I wouldn't be upset to hit 81 Honestly, though. if, if I get there, I'm, I'm kind of every day past that is like, eh, sure, I guess. I, I don't really feel like, I mean, none of us are owed any of it, but if I reach 80, I don't really feel like I'm owed anymore. If, if I go, I go. So, but oh, yeah. you know what we can talk about? Anything, please. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> You're a Power Rangers fan, ish, yeah. Have you seen what Netflix is doing this year for the 30th anniversary? I have not. Reunion movie. Nice, like all the original first. <sighs> no, no. Obviously, because... unfortunately, two of yes. two of the original six are no longer with us. You know, we had a whole episode, of course, about Jason David Frank, and sadly, mm-hmm. he, 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 like, it's, I don't even want to get into it, um, but two of the original six are, are pairing for sure. Uh, which uh, two? Most notable, David Yost, Billy, okay. and, and Walter Jones, Zach. Okay. Yeah. So that was which red really cool. and... No, that was blue and black, my friend. Oh, blue and black, okay. Yeah, I should mention, um, Austin St. John couldn't do it because he's currently uh, under house arrest and can't leave Texas because he may have committed fraud. Hmm. Yeah, he's still been able to do convention appearances, but it sounds like actually like leaving Texas to film things has been complicated, and they still mostly film on New Zealand. They've been doing that since 2002, so... Yeah, fair enough. So is um, this going to still be reusing... Like, are they still doing Sentai stuff? in japan I'm, oh yeah oh in, in the actual show yes yes are they going but to this do is a sentai stuff or are they going to do it entirely uh the american segment entirely even in costume apparently huh they may use stunt actors for the actual fight well, scenes like they usually do yeah <laughs> yeah but... spoiler uh, that's not really the actors under the costumes when they do that <laughs> oh Shocker. that that's why breasts seem to appear and disappear at random <laughs> Yeah, man, they did that. The two most famous examples of making the Yellow Ranger a girl in the North American show, and they end up with like, you know what? If we get any further, this is just going to this is going to become tangentially creepy. I just want to move on again. Uh, I had a point, but I'm like, it's going to make it too hard to sound not creepy. Fair enough. Anyway, so those those two are in it, and then they've got Steve. I'm going to butcher his name. I think it's Cardeus Carneas, Rocky, the second Red Ranger. Yeah. He's in it. Uh, Aisha, the second Yellow Ranger, she's in it. 
and uh, Catherine Sutherland, the second Pink Ranger. She's in it. Okay. Amy Jo Johnson was apparently approached, but uh, didn't consider it worth her time uh, financially. Yeah, fair enough. She didn't dismiss it, which I did appreciate, because, I mean, she had to deal with a lot of bullshit <laughs> being the... the I'm, I'm not even going to air quote... You know, just being the cute chick on the, on the show that became super popular. Yeah. 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 But, um... So I'm glad she was still game. It just unfortunately gave down the money. Which, you know, they were probably still being cheap to a degree. It's going to be cheap to a degree. Um, and then... They've got uh, to have interestingly, at least somewhat of a decent budget. Yeah, this is the thing. I'm like... So, you know, I don't know. Like, this is the thing. She said it came down to money, and she didn't feel it was worth it, even though she well, was were interested. they trying to do the the new one on the shoestring budget of the original because you can't do that i don't know yeah i i know last time they didn't i guess yeah well i know last time they did a super mega crossover they got hate they got the production team got harassed like crazy for trying to do a big reunion and then financially burdening a lot of the people who did agree to the cameos with having to pay for their own plane ticket to new zealand yeah, that's not cool. The very no. least, even if you're not going to pay someone well, which you should, for the record, very yeah. least get them there on your dime. Don't make it yeah. a lost transaction just to help you out. I know, right? And then um, they did also get, I was going to mention, there was one other uh, original actor. They got uh, Johnny Young Bosch, Adam Park, the hmm. second Black Ranger. Nice. Which is interesting to me because... They've already got a Black Ranger on the cast. So there's two Black Rangers. Canonically, isn't that the case, though? Like, that it gets handed down and passed yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. So. We, what we, we've seen footage of Walter Jones wearing the original Black Ranger outfit, as he is now. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay. You know, I'm just kind of, I'm genuinely kind of intrigued by the plot. I don't know that it's going to matter. It probably won't, but I don't <laughs> care. I'm gonna I'm gonna have that feed my my nostalgia. I'm totally down for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, what's kind of nice is they cast a um a new actress to play Trini's daughter. Okay. Because uh, I gonna I can't pronounce her name properly. Uh, Thoi Trang. I'm bad at Vietnamese pronunciation, which is a shame because I know Vietnamese people. I should be better at this. She yeah. passed away in 2001, uh, unfortunately, coincidentally, of a car accident. Mm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so they've cast an actress to play her daughter in the special, which is kind of neat. Nice. When are they so. planning? Like, later this year, or is this, like, April. Just... Oh, it's gonna, wow. It's going to be on Netflix in April. Okay, so they're yeah, probably it, it's gonna be... pretty well finished already. Yeah, no, they just started releasing behind-the-scenes footage uh, this week, which is why I brought it up. Nice. Because <laughs> they, they have a couple things for the anniversary this year, because they have that which is dropping, I believe, on April 19th, which is the actual anniversary date. I could be wrong. Because Power Rangers was kind of a summer replacement show, if I'm not mistaken, on Spying, or on Fox Kids or something like that. Um, but that's dropping in April, and then the 30th anniversary season, which is Cosmic Fury. I don't know. I haven't really been keeping up with the plots. I'm like vaguely aware of what's happening with that. Uh, but that's going to be dropping later this year as well. Because, you know, they do the thing where they change the teams basically every season, though. Uh, speaking of 
upcoming releases. Do you remember what mm. releases tomorrow? No. Legends of Vox Machina Season 2. Oh, right. Thank you. I am looking forward. Obviously, I'm a huge yeah. Critical Role fan, and uh, I was so excited when I heard about this show, and I was so excited during the first season, and <laughs> it sounds like they're going even bigger and better for the second, and they're following one of the best arcs uh, of the of Campaign 1, the Chroma Conclave. Conclave. I can talk. Oh, yeah. It's been a while, but... Big old yeah, scary dragons. Yep. Ooh, dragon time. So, I will be eagerly checking that out probably a little bit tomorrow, but over the weekend. Oh boy. Not too much, because hopefully we can meet up on Sunday. Well, that's the plan. Yeah. What will we watch? Who knows? I... I will touch base with you after we're done recording about what the actual plan is a little bit more it's not gonna yeah. be too fortified though um yeah we'll figure something yeah. out tomorrow i'm gonna go to bed after we're done i'm falling asleep oh okay <laughs> okay we could yeah we could we, we could tap discord about it or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah is there something else i was gonna mention um mention my travel plans i think i don't think less you than did. two months from my what i don't know if you did uh that i'm going back to japan soon Oh yeah, you did you mention that on the podcast? I know you mentioned it I, to me. Yeah, I know it because I kind of told everybody that that was happening, and it was because this has been gestating for a while. I'm going to take my nephews to Tokyo. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be going on the 15th for a week. Um, going to try. I'm going to try to finally see Chirito Pagoda. I'm pretty sure I talked about Chirito Pagoda before. That's the iconic pagoda that overlooks Mount Fuji. Yeah. Because if you Google photos of Japan, it's usually one of the first ones you see. <laughs> I'm going to Google photos of Japan right now. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, I'm going to do this, too. I'm going to see how long it takes for me to find something. Uh, okay, no. Uh, it was the... Four, like, Fuji's immediate... Okay, yeah. Nope. Yeah, yeah. The first three photos all have the freaking pagoda in it. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, oh, the bamboo the forest showed up. Are you seeing the same well, list me... as mine? Here, let me screen. Um, let me share my screen immediately here to show you what okay. I'm seeing. Uh, share my screen. I don't think I have anything to. Let's just, yeah. Okay, let's just go live real quick here. So there's oh, my photos. So you can see, that's it right there. Hang on. That's I'm it right there. To find my mouse. Also, the uh, the beast has awoken. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Okay, do you see it, though? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then right here. This one doesn't count, but then this one does. This one does. Yep. And this is, I'm pretty sure, not it. Because so, I'm pretty sure it's not by a waterfall. But it's still a pagoda, so I'm kind of counting it. Yep. And like I'm looking for... The icon because Himeji Castle is showing up quite a bit, but I don't see um, the floating gate, which is normally yeah. Here it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is the other one I've been to. Yeah, I was going to say the picture just below that has it is the one I noticed. Yeah, these ones. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the visual portion of an audio podcast is always the most fascinating. <laughs> yeah. 
the point is, we saw it quite a bit. Yeah, you are going to actually go see that, which is one of the most iconic. Is it going to be overcrowded since it's so iconic? We're going during a weekday, so hopefully not. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's kind of the plan is some of the landmarks are inevitably going to be crowded, and we're going to quite a few. Yeah. Like, I God, I can't imagine how bad Asakusa is going to be. But <laughs> um, I'm hoping because it's Tokyo, much to do, it won't be as bad. Like, Kyoto, apparently, during peak tourism season, uh, the Golden Pavilion in particular is one of the worst places to go. Like, we went to Fushimi Inari, which is the place with all the gates. Yeah. And that was pretty bad because everyone was stopping to take photos, so it was very hard to take your own photo without getting other photos. To <laughs> yeah. Which, like, there was, there was people taking wedding photos there, and I'm like, you guys did not get clearance for this. Nope. <laughs> no way in hell. And so, yeah, but luckily there's some other major tourism stops in most of the places that should be good, but I'm not too worried. So, yeah, hopefully that's good. Um, and that's cool you get man, to go hope- back, get hit some of the stuff that you didn't quite get to the first time, especially, yeah. like, maybe stuff you weren't thinking of, and then by the time you get back home, it's like, oh, yeah, why didn't I? <laughs> it's like, I was well, all the way do over a- there and didn't do this thing. I've got at least two things on the list that uh, were places I didn't actually end up, or things I didn't end up eating that I do want to eat. Because I never had proper chicken karage while I was there for two freaking weeks. Well. That was stupid of me. Good. <laughs> yeah. Because chicken karage is great. Like, I had it, like a bunch of other stuff I can't get here. Like, you know, um, yakitori, there was a lot of that. The octopus balls, I had some good octopus balls. I had proper Hiroshima okonomiyaki. That shit is good. I've always wanted set. to try that. <laughs> yeah, right? I, well, I was I, I mentioned this before when I came back for the first time, but, like, it, which is on this... But my favorite day of that original trip was Hiroshima, the full day there, because we did uh, Shikayan in the morning, which was one of my favorite places just to walk around, and I'm kind of sad we had to leave, but we did eventually have to move on. Mm-hmm. Can't spend <laughs> and then the whole we walked, trip there. <laughs> We could have. Goddamn. Uh, but we ended up in... Um, and then we ended going towards the Atomic Bomb Museum, so we had the very somber part of our day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it was soul-crushing, but I still enjoyed it. it but obviously, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, boy, I loved yeah. witnessing all that death and destruction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more like you just look at it and shake your head like, what's wrong with us? Oh, I, I flat-out teared up at one or two points. Oh, yeah, I would, too. Um but we followed that up by going to the Okonomiyaki place, which, again, cannot say enough nice which things you about. Also and then it up at. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I that's when I shouted Subarashi in response to how good the food was, which I think means wonderful. <laughs> it's not what you're always supposed to say about food, but I I, I thought it was appropriate. I amused the other diners. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, that's always so worth I, it. I don't think they were. Off- yeah, I don't <laughs> think they were offended at least. Um. I actually kind of set up with my vague Japanese accent. So, um, mm-hmm. and after that, we went to Miyajima, which is the ga- the floating gate, which we, yeah. you know, the the video listeners of the podcast saw. <laughs> I love just saying video listeners. Yeah. But um, yeah, I went there, and then we saw some deer, which ate a teenage girl's uh, food. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they're brazen. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're not as bad as the ones in Nara, but they're up there, man. Yeah. Uh, and then that was like that's just a gorgeous place to walk around with at sunset. Period. Like, some of my favorite photos are from there, even though not too many of them are that crisp. And then, um, uh, freaking 
Miso butter oysters, man. Mm. Oh. Just, I gotta find the great recipe to make your own miso butter, because that was goddamn good. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> it's like, what if you just took butter and salt and replaced the salt with a creamy salt paste? It's essentially what that is. It's good. Anyway, I, I think we've killed about an hour, and you're pretty tired? Uh, 55.44 rounded up. Uh, close enough. All right. Well, I'm just going to quickly then plug uh, Extra Life United. That's happening again this year in April. Uh, some members of the podcast to be determined are going. So we're going to hopefully get another uh, chaotic podcast episode in Florida when that happens. Or Florida. No, yeah, Florida. Why did I think it was in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, when you said that, I was like, wait, is it not? <laughs> uh, well, no, when, not anymore. When is that? Uh, I want to say April 4th to 7th is the actual event. Oh, okay. I think they're going April 2nd to 9th. Although Jacob, I think, is going extra long. I'm pretty yeah. sure Jacob's going because he's going I with... um. can't yeah. make it. Like, I don't know if I should say year. her name, so I won't say it. Yeah. Sorry? I yeah. once again won't be able to make it, but I'm hoping maybe uh, I can... Uh, for reasons I stated last week, uh, start saving a little bit more money this year mm -hmm. and uh, maybe be able to do it next year. Yeah, that'd be nice. And yeah, hopefully, um, because I imagine Jamie can't even really fly right now or probably not a good idea. I don't think there's any problems with that. She's, oh, not, okay. she's not piloting the plane. Well, no. So, well, Chris, not Chris, 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 not with that attitude. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's my inner Jesse for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be that. That's coming up. That'll be fun. I'm hoping they're doing it. On, I haven't seen confirmation to doing an online version this year or not. Hopefully they are, because uh, I'd love to participate virtually this year. Because I almost certainly can't go. <laughs> One because of money. Because I'm spending a lot of money on another trip, like three weeks before the event. Yeah. And also time off. I only get so much time off. I did make a pitch to potentially make it a business trip for complicated reasons I can't explain, but uh, pretty sure that's not going to fly. <laughs> you never know if you don't try. I know. What if I, you I, like, could I, like, make Japan the business trip? That would be amazing, but I don't think I can. No. Although I, I uh, and I uh, and I shouldn't explain how I could because that because I want to mention. I yeah, I wanted be to talk revealing. about our weekend excursion and i can't because we've mm -hmm. already established other things well let's just say you guys stayed at something related to me and it sounds like you had it overall a good time yeah yeah pretty great some ups and downs when we if we get into more details and reasons for why those ups and downs existed in particular the downs uh that'll be too much i think <laughs> fair enough i can't recall any downs so you complained to me about a couple of things at the time, and there was a reason for that. But if I explain what those are and why that is the way oh, they yeah. is, that oh, might no, give away the location. That's barely, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not. I didn't say it was like brutal, soul crushing downs, but no. You know. Anyway, right. you uh, you're not that... a drunk muppet, but you're, I bet you can see it from here. So, I'm, especially because yeah. you're not drunk. Exactly. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, uh, Emily, what do we do here? Outro. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe tread like grease and chrome.
Thumb bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Fireball. What's the what's the aerial?